I'm pretty good at making beer disappear, Rich. Mm-hmm. That's something I can do. That's a good. Uh, that's a good magic trick right there. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, a beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And Mike Combs joins us again this week. Mike, uh, what'd you bring for us today? I brought in a little Treehouse from the East Coast, uh, some Julius, which is a flagship beer of Treehouse and their new edition, Summer. Pretty uh, pretty well sought after right now, so thought we need to give that a run. It's just called Summer. Yeah, looks like it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do they have a beer called Fall and Winter and Spring? Not, the, not that I've seen yet, yeah. but they got one called Green. Green? It's probably my favorite. Like the color green? The color green. Can's green. What it's almost of, as green as that wall behind you. Mm, it's very close. Really? Mm-hmm. What kind of beer is that? It's more of a citrusy IPA style. Oh. Wouldn't it be called orange then? No. Okay. Orange Julius, which well, you have in front of you. That's what we have in front of us now. Have you had this before, Brian? No. You've never had... Summer? No, I never even No, 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 no. I think, yeah. Julius. I brought you in a Julius. He gave you... me one about a year ago when I first started here. Oh. Yeah, that was the only time I'd even held a can in my hand. Mm-hmm. Very limited. Well, we can't really get it here. It's brewery only. They don't distribute. That's, and I yeah. just sent you a picture of the entrance mm-hmm. from when I was there last summer. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing. All the research I've done, it sounds super amazing. Yes. Like, it sounds like a destination. Like, we've talked about destinations before. This sounds like this sounds like a definite destination. I'm thinking brewery tour. We've always talked about it, but... Start at the Alchemist, make our way over, well, get up into Portland, head you, down. That's just crazy talk now. Just, this is a guy that's done it. He, he's done yeah, these that's things. That's true. Okay, so so based on that, which one should we open and try first? I would go with the flagship first, get the base. Yeah. That yeah. way you've kind of had that first for comparison's sake. All right. So Julius. Yes. West Coast IPA. East Coast. I'm sorry, East Coast. East Coast IPA. I think we've done so many West Coast IPAs recently that's just stuck in my head. Well, that was last week. Yes. East Coast, West Coast, rap battles. That's right. Did you do anything with that? Have you got nope. any? What? Really? That would be expected. I don't do expected. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Too bad. You do your own research on East Coast rappers. What is this? They're Nas and Biggie, and that's about so all. Nas and Biggie, that's pretty much it. Sorry, Biggie. Uh, okay, so Treehouse Brewing Company is located at 129 Sturbridge Road. Sturbridge. Sturbridge. Uh, Charlton, Massachusetts, approximately 60 miles west of Boston. Uh, open, they got some weird hours. Open Monday, 4 to 8, Tuesday, 2 to 8, Wednesday through Friday, noon to 8, Saturday, 11 to 9, Sunday, noon to 6. So, Untapped has ranked this brewery the eighth best brewery in the country. So, top 10 hmm. best brewery in the country for zero distribution. You cannot get this at a store. Cannot. You cannot buy this at the, whatever the Piggly Wiggly is huh? down the street or whatever. Whatever their <laughs> Safeway. You like that, Piggly Wiggly? Yep. Do they still have those? Yes. Yeah. No kidding. 
Yep. They yeah. still have Piggly Wigglies. Hmm. I was just making that Down up. Down south. <laughs> I, I've seen them. Hinky Dinky, Jack and Jill. Yes, I These saw them in uh, Wisconsin. I don't think Hinky Dinky is around no, anymore, no. but yeah. Jack oh, and Jill's? Did you ever go to a Jack and Jill? Of course. Yeah. I remember Jack and Jill. That was a Nebraska I thing. Had one in my hometown. Yeah. Glenwood. Oh. Oh, so so is an Iowa thing too? Yeah. Oh, We're old. You have to remember this. I guess so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know how old we are? This is, I think I told one of you guys this yesterday. Maybe I told Dolan. I was listening to the radio the other day uh, for whatever reason. I can't remember why. And uh, there was a commercial with Mary Lou Retton talking about menopause. Okay. That's old. That's, We're old. We're old. She was America's sweetheart for a while there, Dolan. Yeah. Yeah. 84 Olympics? I think you're right. Yeah, I think that was right. 84. 84. 81 gold and 84. Wow. Yeah. And now she's talking about menopause on the radio. <laughs> Here's old age, boys. Oh, boy, yeah. Cheers. Old that. age. That smells amazing, mm. doesn't it? Here's to young age. Here's the Shut up, Dolan. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. Gosh, that is so good. Yep. It's just, it's the epitome of East Coast IPA. It's everything that I would want from an East Coast IPA. Well, that's just your favorite style it anyway. Is. So. It is. Yeah. I think um, I'm coming to learn that about myself. Mm. Anything West Coast IPA is disgusting. Not East his, Coast. Wow. I've, I've, I've disgusting. Enjoyed. He actually went there. He actually yeah, said this disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> they actually call these juice bombs juice in the bomb. East Coast. Um, and, you know, a funny thing with Treehouse. So before they moved over to um, their current location in Charlton, mm-hmm. they were in Munson. And it was actually started in, in an old barn. There was a couple of grandkids that decided to start the brewery up. Yep. And their grandpa gave them the barn space and the land, and they ran out of the barn forever. When you would uh, you'd show up, it was an old, broke down looking barn with a couple of um, pots outside, and they'd have lines wrapped mm-hmm. all the way around the building, parking in fields. It was a country gravel road to get up to it. Really. And so they would have bags and cornhole or. Same thing. Sure. Just a bunch of different yard games outside while you're waiting in line. Hmm. Bring your dogs. It's a very pet-friendly place. Um, families, you'd see families just sitting out there because the line can be two to three-hour waits. Jeez. So when they moved over, same idea, and people from all over the country come to this, and they're bringing beers for trade bait to try to mm-hmm. – because some of the more limited ones, you know, there may be 60 cases, and once it's out, it's out. It's done. And so they would sit outside and trade heady toppers, you know, different Bissell mm-hmm. brothers, you name it, trying to trade, you know, two for ones, three for ones, yep. just to get one of the beers out of the limited runs. I heard, I, well, I read this on the internet, so whether or not it's true, I don't know. Everything on the internet is true, I thought. Mm-hmm. But um, the one, one, of the, one of the guys that started it, I don't know which one, told his wife that, hey, we're going we're gonna to make beer in the, in the barn or whatever. And she said, you can go do whatever you want. And so they did whatever they wanted. And normally, if your wife says, go do whatever you want, you probably shouldn't do that. And, but in this case, he did. And it worked out. And it worked out. In this case, it worked out to the extent that I think the, uh, this facility cost about $20 million to build, and they paid for it in cash without ever distributing a single beer outside of their property. Outside the property. Here's what was interesting. So, it, like you've talked about, it was founded in 2011, uh, located in Munson, Monson, um, in let's see so before they moved into their current site in 2017 treehouse non-distributing brewery you can only buy it on site um their first the first site was only a 2.7 acre farm that's it and so then they moved in 2013 it seems like they've had some zoning issues 
I did more research on this brewery than I've done on any this entire run. I know I have a shit ton of research about this stuff. Hit us with it. I read it is, I read articles from like the local newspaper. Really? Yeah. I really want to know because it, it seems like they've had they've had some. There issues. was one guy. There was a farmer, a neighbor, and he was very mm-hmm. mad because he felt like this was not supposed to be commercialized area, and okay. there was all this traffic, and there was all mm-hmm. these people, and he's the one that basically caused a stink in the town and basically forced him out. Uh, for what I understand, when they moved. From, what was it, 2016, is that what you said? 2013 to 2016. Yeah, yeah. So the production was 13,000 barrels, and now it's like 150,000 barrels is what they're up to. Wow. Um, They got a $7.7 million tax-exempt bond from the the town, which was half the cost. They spent 18.5 million total, but they got seven and a half from the the city. You said, hey, here you go. Bring some people in. That's great. Yeah. Uh, One of the founders, one of the three guys, named Dean Rohan. Mm-hmm. And he was a physical therapist assistant. That's what his degree is in. Yay. And when he graduated school, he didn't even pick up his degree. He was just like, peace, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then uh, recently, the the committee, there's some committee in this area where he's from. They recognized him as like businessman of the year sort of situation. He's the face really? of the brewery. Um, he got He finally got his degree. They brought it to him. The dean of the school was there that gave him the award. They dropped it off for him. Hey, you yeah. might need this. No, I don't think I need this anyway. I don't, I'm not going to use this. Interesting. So Mike has, has handed me a photo. Mike, what's your connection to this part of the country? So my sister lives right there. I've got half my family's East Coast mm-hmm. um, throughout Connecticut up to uh, Port, Portland, Maine area. My sister and her husband live about an hour from Treehouse. Uh, they were really big fans. So when I went out a couple of years ago, uh, they told me it was a must run. Yeah. And so we went up there, saw it, and that was when it was at the old facilities in Munson. Okay. And just been blown away by it ever since. Interesting. So they are, where does, yeah, I did same same sort of research there. So in 2019, Treehouse announced the purchase of a 100-acre farm in Woodstock. So... They're expanding out past where they're at right now then. Yeah. Even. And what they've done now is they've revamped the entire distribution process on site. It used to be that you would park, line up, wait in line for an hour and a half, two hours Mm -hmm. to get up there. They have a tap room on site. So a lot of people would keep somebody in line, go up, get a few beers, Mm -hmm. go back, circle through. It was on a ticket basis. Interesting. And so now they've revamped everything to where you come through the backside. They expanded on. Since I was there last summer, they've about doubled the facility size. Jeez. So people can come around back, and it can be more of a walkthrough. Hmm. It's, a, it's a total ticket system, so they give you a ticket with the beers. Mm-hmm. You put down how many you want of each. They give you max limits on everything. Mm-hmm. Julius usually has the highest limit, being the flagship. Because they produce the most of it or whatever. Yeah, that, Julius is available pretty much every day. Hmm. Interesting. It sounds like Weld Works. Same sort of deal, yeah. yeah. You walk in there, and there's mm-hmm. a paper with eight kinds of beer on it with a limit on the side, and you mm-hmm. write on it, and you hand it to the bartender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Brian, what did you... I'm, I'm just fascinated by their growth and, and their popularity only being a non-distributing... Being a non-distributing mm-hmm. brewery. Yeah. I mean, have, did you do any research on that at all? Like, why they chose to go that route, or... Well, the research I did, I wanted to find out why it's something that we know about. Mm-hmm. Like, how come we know about that out sure. here, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I looked at Beer Advocate, 
and I got the I got a list of the top fifteen beers in the United States, right? Okay. So number fifteen is Pliny. Wow. Fourteen is CBS, which is the Canadian mm-hmm. breakfast from Founders. Yep. Um, there's SR seventy one, which is a stout from Toppling Goliath. Oh. Number twelve is Fundamental Observation. Um, Eleven is uh, here we go, Treehouse Beer King Julius. Yep, that's a variation of their Julius. Number ten, very hazy from Treehouse. Mm. Number nine, Bourbon County. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Morning Delight from Toppling Goliath. Seven, King Julius. Six, Plenty the Younger. Five, Heady Topper. Four is Barrel Age Abraxas from Perennial. Down, I think that's in St. Louis. Mm. Uh, Hunnapah from Cigar City. That's their Imperial Stout. That's number three. Oh. Um, this one's fun. Marshmallow Hangi. H-A-N-G-E-E <laughs> from Three Floyds. And then Kentucky Brunch bourbon stout from toppling goliath so there's three toppling and there's three um of this this brewery I would, in the top 15 in the united states is what they say so that that word spreads around and gets to the trading groups and the buying groups mm-hmm. and if if you know anybody that knows anything about beer they've at least talked about this before sure. so i think just word of mouth spreads mm-hmm. um that probably has something to do with how their stuff was sit, set up in the situation with the zoning and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think probably just distribution's a pain. And this is the this is the way you can get your freshest beer out. Your best product is from the brewery, not sitting in some warehouse for two months. True. Or that would be a, my guess. On yeah. a store shelf or, or whatever. Right. I mean, let's, let's use the casual pint for an example. I'm not mm-hmm. putting them on blast by any mean, but um, they have IPAs sitting on a shelf there's no refrigeration yeah. or cooler and a lot of them I, i've been to high v's before there's a whole pallet of toppling goliath ipas just sitting on the floor like not enough cooler or anything like that so yep. you want to control your product and especially if it's as good as this you don't want it going to somewhere you hmm. don't you can't control yeah and with treehouse uh, they stamp their cans yeah. on the date so what uh, i've shown rich the summer and you can look at the julius they're stamped from the day that they're actually poured out right down to the time. To the second. Yep. So the bottom of the summer beer says, when I met you in the summer, 7-16-19, that's 7-52-08. So the beer's not even a month old yet. Yeah. That's more detailed than what I can tell you my kid was born. I, I don't know. Yes. Seconds. No, I don't know. Yeah. seven fifty two zero eight. Gosh. That's all right. That's impressive. The can of beer in the, early in the morning. And then it's out the door probably that same day. I would Could assume. be correct. Hmm. That that's interesting. That's I mean we've and we've talked about some interesting breweries over the years and, and over the years over the episodes and and stuff. This might be one of the most interesting ones out of them yet. I think so. Just out of the story where they came from, how they now you said three founders. I found four. Yeah, the little articles I read was three three homebrew. Bros. There were there was one article that I found outside, and it was linked back to Wikipedia. So take that for what it's yeah. worth. So there's that Dean Rohan, Nate yep. Lanier, Lanier, Jonathan Weisbach, who's the name that the Jonathan Weisbach name is the one that I haven't that I didn't run into any other place. Yeah, I haven't heard that one either. And then Damien Goodrow, Goodrow seems like a Skid Row, like with a U-X or something? Good, with an R-E-A-U. Like Skid Row? Oh, okay. Not oh. like Skid Row. Not Nothing's like, like Skid Row. Like Louisiana Row. Like Louisiana Row. Like yeah. Cajun Row. Not like not like I, I remember you or mm. Skid Row, but no. Oh, here we go. Here's a picture of the actual facility. Youth Gone Wild. So, yeah. I, it, it, it's very modern looking. The inside is very modern What's looking. What's this big tent looking building out here? Pavilion. 
It's where you hang out. Uh, so that pavilion's an area. Sometimes they'll actually have live bands. Hmm. Um, sometimes they'll have different performing acts that'll come in. They've had magicians out there. Yeah. I'm pretty good at making beer disappear, Rich. Mm-hmm. That's something I can do. It's a good. It's uh, a good magic trick right there. Yeah. yeah I think I've made wow. mine disappear quickly. So. This is a long line. You say you got more of these in your fridge? Is that I what do. you're saying? I see the picture. And I've got variations in my fridge. I've got doppelganger. I've got very hazy. Number 10, I think, on mm. Beer Advocate. Oh. Wow. It's holding out on this, maybe. We've got I mean, lights well, on, another variation. I mean, first taste free, and then you, you're hooked. Well, then you got to pay for it. Yeah, then exactly. you got to pay for it. That's I smart. Smart I, business. I understand how that is. I understand. So, hmm. All right. So, we, let's open the next one. And then, Brian, I want you to hit me with your non East Coast rapper knowledge. That's right. Whatever whatever you got for us. And, Look, it's a lot lighter in color. It is a lot lighter. Boy, you're a hard pourer. I wanted to open it up a little bit. Goodness. This is a trick that I learned from my friends. So there you go. I wanted to open it up just a little bit and let it sit, but let it open up and don't drink too much. You got to save some for Seidner and he will be he will be mad. I want to see him cry. I'm trying not to drink all of this on the Julius. Oh no, he's had that one before. Oh, he has. You can drink that. Oh, so I'm gonna yeah. Yeah, you can crush that one. All right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Hmm. I'm going to let this... Oh, my gosh. It smells definitely different than the last one. Floral. And it looks very... You can't see through that at all. No. It smells like a wheat beer. Yep. Imperial like a IPA. An imperial... What does it say in the back there, Dolan? It says, Summer is an imperial IPA brewed with the spirit and character of the season in mind, utilizing a Christ grist. Grist, yeah. Grist. Mm-hmm. Grist of pale malt and significant amounts of flaked oats paired with sunny American hops. Hmm. Grist. Doesn't say what hops? No. Oh, it, it does. Okay. I just... I think okay. it's mosaic and citra, wasn't it? Um, Magnum, citra, and amarillo. Summer pours a glowing yellow color the glass and emits aromas of fresh orange juice, mango gummies, and clementine sorbet. The flavor follows suit, rounding out the immensely juicy and refreshing treehouse beverage. The perfect accompaniment. Wow. I'm having trouble reading. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. To a day by the pool or at the beach this summer. Mm. Well, there you go. If you're lucky. If you're, exactly. Otherwise, you're like, you just got this. You're drinking in a parking lot somewhere because you just finally grabbed a hold of one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Man, that does smell good. It does smell good. All right, let's see. So I've heard from people that have had this out of your fridge that <laughs> this is the best East Coast IPA they've ever had. This it's right here. Pretty close. Hmm. I would say I would drink it over the Julius. Hmm. You know, at first I, I thought no, but then it kind of mellows out nicely. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. There's some bitterness. There's more bitterness to this one than there is to the other ones. Mm-hmm. To, the, to the Julius. Mm-hmm. It's like sunshine in a beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, the second drink was better. It's like a sour, right? It takes you three. Yeah. To get yeah, that's into good. It a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little, it's uh, a nice refreshing treat. It's very soft. Mm. Uh-huh. Which is good. It is good. And just flavorful. It what? continually changes throughout. Imperial IPA. So just higher ABV. What's it say on there on the can? Um, I would assume that's probably the case. Maybe it may probably have. in the eights. 
Uh, it says, according to the Surgeon General. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink too many don't, of these. Don't drink too many of those. Don't drink while pregnant? Mm, yep. Mm. And don't drive a car. Summer. Hmm. Yeah, you'll have to sit, tell us what it says on there for ABV. I'm going to look it up. That right doesn't now. have an ABV listed anywhere? Nope. 8.1. Yeah. So you were right on. Yeah. yeah. But then it, it says NA for the IBUs, and that's that's horseshit. It's, it, there's bitterness to this. Yeah, but that could be coming from that orange stuff they put in there. If there was extract, gummies, whatever. Could be the orange peel flavor you're getting. What kind of gummies are we talking about here? Uh, not the kind you get in Colorado. Okay, that's I'm just so not sure. the cousin of the hops that was put in the beer. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Those are good. That yeah. is really good. I like it. I think I prefer the Julius though. I think I do too. I see where I see where their people are coming from though. Like this is more floral to mm-hmm. me. One of the things that I've learned with the amount of Treehouse beers I've had is the variations are great for a minute, but I always go back to Julius. Mm. That's how I feel with juicy bits. Yes, I'm like, yeah, those are fun to try, but mm-hmm. I'd rather just have a four pack of Juicy Bits in my fridge. That's I, without a doubt, that's 100 percent true. I had their session version last week, which I hadn't had before, mm-hmm. and it was it tasted bitter to me, and it was like a four percent IPA. Really? Yeah, I don't think you would have mm-hmm. liked it. I probably would not have. But so I didn't buy that one, but I bought the regular. I, I'm pretty. I mean, Juicy Bits is probably a top five IPA for me, personal, my personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's top good. five. It's, it's real good, right? If that's as as no, those go, I'm with you on that. Juicy bits ranks right up there to me. With, I still think Julius is better in my opinion, mm. but I think Juicy bits is right with it. I, I think it depends on what you're looking for. Absolutely. At the time, I, I think, think there's there's similar flavor flavor profiles. I think I I like the summer better. I I like the floralness mm. of it. Mr. Contrarian over here. I know, right? He's like, oh, you guys like that? Well, I like this one. <laughs> this one's better anyway. <laughs> and my thing is, I like the summer better right now. But okay. after about four or five of them, it'll be just like every other one. I'll default back to Julius. Yeah. I, well, I, we'd have to wait a few years to get four or five of these, but <laughs> yes. that's a different problem. Yeah. No, I, and I think you're right. And I think just time of year, too. With summer mm-hmm. being over and kids back to school and... Like I just a few weeks back, I saw Oktoberfest on the shelf for the first time. Oh yeah, Sam Adams and Goose Island both has their, have their Oktoberfest out already, and it was early August. Yeah, yep. I just saw Optimator out. Which is that a year round? Because no. I don't recall ever seeing it. I don't think it is. Yeah, no. Everybody's seasonals get are creeping. They're pushing mm-hmm. it's just like the store. Mm-hmm. You go to like Target or whatever. You're already to the next holiday. Yeah, exactly. That's what's happening with beer. Yeah. Well, here's here's the research I did this week. All right. Treehouse. That's what I went with, right? A treehouse. So this, the research I did uh, is on a treehouse of horror. <laughs> the Simpsons. The Simpsons. I was just talking about a poo. That's funny. That's that's <laughs> what I thought. I didn't want to you know, spill my tea yet. Sure. But. All right. So treehouse of horror. Mm-hmm. Since 1990, there's been one every year, yes. which was the Simpsons' second season on Fox. They didn't have one the first year. They didn't? 1989, no. And they didn't have any when it was on the Tracy Ullman show back in the 86, 87. So we're talking about since 1990. There's been 31 regular seasons, and there's been 30 episodes. Um, Episodes 2 and 10 are the only ones to ever air on Halloween. Okay. And between 2000 and 2010, a couple of them aired in November because of the deal they had with Major League Baseball for the playoffs. Oh, so it was always Simpsons 
Halloween special was in November, which was <laughs> dumb, I think. That's kind of silly. And I like baseball, but I like those too. <sighs> yeah. So I went through and I just wrote down a list of some of the things that have been parodied on those episodes, okay. right? All right. And uh, we can chat about any of those if you want to, but... Um, King Kong. These are basically movies or TV shows. So King Kong, mm-hmm. Frankenstein, The Shining, which is probably my favorite yeah. Treehouse episode of all time because yep. it's The Shining, right? The Shining. So, oh man, that's so good. Oh, uh, with with uh, groundskeeper mm-hmm. Willie. He's like, "What do you mm-hmm. want us to get sued?" Oh, the Shining. <laughs> the Shining. <laughs> the Raven. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. The Monkey's mm-hmm. Paw. Nightmare on Elm Street. Omega Man. That's another Stephen King deal. Mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer. Um, Dolan's favorite, Ghost Dad, Bill Cosby vehicle, uh, <laughs> Grimm's Fairy Tales, 2001 Space Odyssey, Harry Potter, E.T., Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown was on there one year, oh. Transformers, um, the old black and white circus movie Freaks has been parodied on here, Back to the Future, Exorcist, most recently Coraline, and Jurassic Park. And then this year's is going to be heavy with Stranger Things, is what I was reading on the internet. Coraline? I don't even think I saw that. That was two years ago, I believe. That's how I got my dog's name. Coraline. From the movie. Yeah. Here's a funny story about Scarlett. You all have met Scarlett. Mm -hmm. She was Mm -hmm. an intern here. My my middle child, who's a senior in high school, um, we took her to see Coraline. What, What year did that even come out? Probably... I don't know. I actually didn't get my dog's name from there. Early 2000s. Early, yeah, early 2000s. So she was young. She was younger. Anyway, I made the mistake of letting her have like Dr. Pepper that yeah. day too. So not only... And then some, uh, Sarah and I are divorced. Um, and so she went back to her mom's house. And mm-hmm. not only could she not go to sleep, but then when she went to sleep, she had dreams. She had nightmares on Coraline. So I got a super angry phone call the, other, the, the next day. The next day? day? What, I have... Yes. hesitated to wa- have my kid watch it for the same reason. It's don't. Yeah, don't. It, it's save that one for a bit. You know, have you ever seen the movie Paranorman? Yes. Yeah. Very similar. That's my mm-hmm. son's favorite movie right now. Well, I, Coraline's maybe a little more... It's a little darker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he would pick it up. 2009 release. Is that wow. what it was? 10 years ago. God, 10. So Scarlet was like seven. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Holy cow. Um, Kang and Kodos. Know about them? They were in the video games, right? They're the aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They basically are in every year's version. They're somewhere in there. <laughs> and they're not so much on the episodes of the actual show. Yeah. Um, but they're always in the Treehouse of Horror ones. I, I love Kang and Kodos. They just this year for San Diego Comic Con released a two pack of their Funko. So there's a Funko version of those two guys. <sighs> for real. And this year there are five Treehouse of Horror Simpsons Funkos as well. So hmm. there's Homer as King Kong. Okay. Um, there's Marge. She's like a blue panther. She's like basically her whole hair, and she looks like a panther. Okay. So that's from one. Okay. Um, there was Lisa was a devil. I remember this. Maggie was an alien, mm-hmm. and Bart was the fly. Yes. So yes. those are all pretty iconic ones from that from yeah. that run. Um, and then I was going to have you talk about this a little bit. These are considered non-canon episodes. Oh. So explain explain to the folks what non-canon versus canon. So canon means, like, happens within the timeline. So you can, they will be able to refer back to it in, in uh, you know, future episodes or whatever. Like, it affects the, it affects the real life timeline of, of the Simpsons episodes, the world that they live in. So Earth One or whatever they want to call it, Simpsons One. Okay. Non-canon 
that means they're just like an Elseworlds. It, it, it's just another story, but it never happened within the regular timeline. The first episode was inspired by EC Comics mm. from the 40s and 50s, yes. which is where Tales from the Crypt came from. Yep. Right? That's yes. their most famous. And there was like a big run of horror comics, you know, back in that time frame. What, post, so been like pre-Vietnam War? Pre-Vietnam. Like late, late 50s, early 60s. So kind of like when people were rediscovering universal monsters, mm-hmm. probably. Right. Yep. Um, so there was a comic book run and that was a lot of them, but that was the oh. first episode was inspired by those comics. There, so many good, so, so many good, just pre code. So pre comic code. So before somebody was actually looking at them and approving mm-hmm. like, okay, this is okay for kids to read or not. Right. Or, with a rating system or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And some of those, like even, and I watch those online because I don't own, I, I own some of from the seventies, House of Secrets and and uh, you know some of those uh, Phantom Stranger, but early early stuff so hard to buy. There's, yeah, it's huge collector market for it right now, especially Tales from the Crypt. I think there was another episode they were talking about. They there's one where Homer they did like a 3D animation version. Yep, and they that was up for I think uh, Emmys or something like that mm-hmm. because of just mm-hmm. the style of animation like was from 94, 95. I remember it was that was like one. 3D versions, mm-hmm. and then like. They got crushed and didn't win, and the guy that put them up for the like the director of the episode felt bad that he even nominated it because they oh. didn't even get close to winning. So it that was, was like the last time they put an episode in for an award. There was a yeah, thing behind the wall, like behind the like the portal behind the bookcase, yeah. and Homer walked through, and it was like you know, that kind of that early to mid '90s sort of like Lawnmower Man. Exactly, remember that? That's oh, yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. That kind of 3D animation or whatever. It was like the first time you saw virtual reality. And yep. it was mm-hmm. like... Homer uh, melted at one point. Like, it was it was pretty groundbreaking for yeah. the time. And I wonder was, what it lost to. That's interesting. I don't know. I could look it up. I didn't hmm. see. Hmm. I always like when they do the parodies with Family Guy. It'd be cool if they did a, a Treehouse of Horrors by parodying and Family, Family Guy, Guy with it. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be a crossover or something like that. That'd be yeah, cool. That would be cool. So that's my research that I did. I did just on that stuff. Huh. Treehouse of Horror coming up. I love Treehouse Horror. That's one that I don't miss. That's it. I like that. Appointment Even, viewing. Yep. Even though yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily watch The Simpsons religiously anymore. Yeah. I mean, after however many seasons, thirty plus. Thirty one. We're on thirty one seasons. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I remember in nineteen ninety, I went to Kansas City with my best friend Daryl Rivers, who I'm still hanging out with, yeah. and we went down. It was like spring break. And I'm with his family. And his family was way more um, allowing of stuff than mine was. So, like, I couldn't watch The Simpsons at my house, but his parents could. Oh. That sort of stuff. Yep. Oh, this is in fifth grade. Sure. So we roll down there. We go to this big mall in Kansas City. And there's a T-shirt. A Simpsons mm. T-shirt. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy that. My mom gave me some money. <laughs> and Daryl's mom said, are you sure you can have that? And I was like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fine. I bought it. It was a family picture. She T-shirt. Okay. And then I took it home, and my mom would not let me wear it. So, <laughs> wasted that $25. That's a waste of But that's money. how long ago that was. Fifth, I was in fifth grade when it first came on. Fifth grade? Yeah. I was slightly older than that. Slightly. So, sixth grade. We'll yeah. go with that. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Dolan was negative 10. <laughs> yes, he, I think it was more than negative 10, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, Sheesh. So Schools were also very much against the Simpsons. I had a Bart Simpson on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Wore it to school. I had to turn it inside out. Same here. I had one that it said, don't have a cow, man. Yep. And I had to turn it inside out. It was, yeah, there was a big thing about T-shirts back then. Yeah. I had a 
like maybe junior high I had a Marge Simpson one. She had a necklace, a pearl necklace, and she was holding up some a plate of slop on a you know, whatever <laughs> and said mom of the year on it. And I wore that one pretty religiously. Yeah. Golly. I had a sweet knockoff shirt. There was, so same sort of deal. Salina, Kansas was like 50 miles away. And we would go down there, me and my friend, my friend in high school, my best friend, John Dietry, who's same thing. His parents were, his parents were rarely around. Mm -hmm. And so we could do whatever we wanted. We would drive down to Kansas, to Salina all the time. And there was a knockoff t-shirt store in the mall. And it was, it was like Marge and, or Marge, it was Homer. No, it was Bart and Lisa on a black shirt just like a black shirt but mm-hmm. like bart had like a collar on and lisa like like a dog collar and oh, lisa was, was holding it yeah <laughs> yeah like I, some gimp sexual stuff kind of on weird that yeah, yeah weird and i wore that but then i couldn't wear it to school so boy i know but that, that used was to like be a, the thing that was a cultural thing back then like that oh, was a, people don't understand no and all the references like still Mm-mm. i was watching Last it was about a month ago when I went on my fishing trip. Yeah, we watched old Simpsons episodes, like with the one with XL Homer, mm-hmm. like classic stuff. Like you'll never, they don't make that stuff anymore. When know? he when he he wanted to work from home, he wanted to get disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and he had the little red, uh, the little bird that had the thing that would push the button for him, the, yes. the vent button or whatever. And, the, and then now we work at home mm-hmm. anytime. You don't wear a muumuu like he did though. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, maybe it's not so flowery. Maybe. <laughs> We should probably find some Duff beer for a future episode. Ooh, that stuff's bad. Is there really? Does it exist? Yeah, they make it in Mexico, yeah. I think. Oh. And they also have it now, whatever, is it Disney that owns Fox now sure. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. They have it at that, there's like an installation at whatever those theme parks is. They have like a Moe's bar. You can go in and drink it and stuff. I've been and there. they brew it there. Do, do they? Okay. Yeah. I've never had it, but I've been to I've been to Moe's. I've been to like the... Uh, do they have a Quickie Mart? There's a Quickie Mart there. Um, well, it's probably closed now. That's, no yeah. one's working at it. No. Apu got deported. Yep. Um, I There is a... There's a Simpsons virtual reality ride hmm. there. I, I want to say this is Universal Studios. Okay. I think. There's a Simpsons universe, uh, virtual reality ride. And I almost got like motion sick on that thing, like almost barfed on oh. in the in the little motion car. You would just sound like Barney. Yes. Hey, Homer. <laughs> if you had okay, okay. So last before we get to the untapped, if you yeah. have to pick a favorite Simpsons character, who would your favorite Simpsons character be? Oh, boy, dude, that's. T- are you talking like reoccurring all the time, or I, I guess of all time? Yeah, of all oh, time. Oh my gosh. Well, probably Krusty. Krusty? Yeah. Yeah? Krusty's great because he toes that line of being a dick. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes he's got a little softness underneath. And, mm. you know, uh, and he had a, a pet monkey that smoked cigarettes, <laughs> which was freaking <laughs> the first album my band ever had. That monkey's on the cover of it. Don't yes. I'll show it to you sometime. <laughs> His monkey that smoked cigarettes was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Mikey, That's me. You got a favorite? Uh, you know, it, unequivocally, it'd be Bart. Hmm? Just growing up from the childhood and... Yeah, I had the characters, and I've still got a Bart Simpson doll from when I was fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever. All right, wanted out of a vending machine, like a claw machine or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. There you go. Dolan, Dolan, Maggie. Yeah, you're a baby of this group. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. No, no, I, oh. I feel like uh, you know she's always <laughs> like super smart, and nobody knows. She's um, also that shot Mr. Burns. She did shoot Mr. Burns. Yeah. Well, that was kind of his fault. He was trying to take her sucker. He was trying to take yeah. her candy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get what you deserve. I feel like that's where Family Guy got Stewie from. Probably. From Maggie? 
from Could Maggie. Hmm. Yeah. Just a verbal Maggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, comic book guy? Excellent. Yeah. I, I loved comic book guy. Yeah. Worst worst episode ever, but no, I, my favorite uh my favorite is definitely Hank Scorpio. Hank Scorpio. Hank Scorpio. Whoa. Right here, right yep. behind me here. Oh, right? yeah. I've got a so I met Mike Worley. I've met him a few times. The guy that that draws uh the Simpsons comic for Bongo Comics. Mm-hmm. Um comes to Omaha all the time. Has ties here somehow. I don't even know how. But Hank Scorpio, the Globex episode was probably my favorite of all time. I like I think I, one time I saw a guy dressed up like Disco Stew, yep. and that was amazing. Mm. Dr. Nick's great. Mm-hmm. Like, there's hey, just so everybody. Many, there's just so many episodes. There's so, there's so many, many characters. So my first, my first pseudo business ever, outside of like selling baseball cards and selling golf balls and things like that, right? My first business was called Globex. Really? In honor of, <laughs> of Hank Scorpio, yes. Wow. Yep. So there you go. We so got into the weeds here a little uh, bit. We kind of did, yeah. That's all right. All right, so let's go to the untapped. Yeah. And see, let's start with summer first. What do you think? 7,583 That's a check-ins. lot of check-ins for a lot. years mm-hmm. that we can't get. For a seasonal that you can only get there, yes. I bet you it's 4-3. Right on. Dang. I'd almost say you cheated there, but that's... No, I don't even have my phone with me. Let's see. Now, now we'll go look up. Julius might be an interesting one. Cause I, I bet. I bet it's even higher. I bet it is too. But it's also it's had a four or five tons more reviews. What do you think? Okay, one hundred and six thousand check-ins. That's not that mm. many more, though. I mean, that I was. Yeah. I thought it would be way more than that. Yeah. You you have not checked it. No, it's interesting. You have never checked that beer. Yeah. I'm gonna do it today. So, what do you think? Four point four two. I go four five four five one four five two. Dang. That's pretty good. Anything that, is, that you can average over a four, four, five is. I mean, that's Pliny. That's where Pliny. That's under Pliny's rating. Yeah, on a hundred, a hundred thousand check-ins, a hundred thousand yeah. people have drank this and said, "This is yeah. probably one of the best beers I've ever had." Yeah, but then we get into that area of, is it that good, or is it because you you know you're, what you're drinking? <sighs> True. Like if we gave that to ten people that don't know anything about beer, what would they say? Oh, I. That I, sounds like a really good Atlas Daily episode. Oh. Mm. Like, the like, pe- like the Pepsi Challenge? Do you, know like, the pe- you remember the Pepsi Challenge? No. Yeah. He doesn't. Of course he doesn't. He wasn't alive when the Pepsi Challenge happened. <laughs> they barely had Pepsi. <laughs> Is that what they did? They just do Pepsi and then generic, and then you had to try to guess, or what? Coke oh. and Pepsi. and yeah. Pepsi did this thing called the Pepsi Challenge, and they would do it in grocery stores. And they had like blind taste tests. You taste Pepsi, you taste Coke, and then you say which one you like best. And mm. and Pepsi claimed to have won this. That was BS. I don't know. I like Pepsi over Coke. Would you choose it in a blind taste test, though? If I had to choose companies, I would choose Dr. Pepper. But if I had to choose Pepsi what? versus Coke, hmm. Pepsi. I mean, that's not even the same thing. I don't even think it's the same thing. No. It's I would, not Coke. I would choose Mr. Pibb if that was the case, but I don't, I don't wow. know. What about RC Cola? I drank that religiously in middle school. Yeah. yeah. That was a good cheap one. Little mm-hmm. known fact, RC Cola also made Sam's Cola back in the day. The Walmart Sam's oh, yeah. Cola. I think they also made Shasta. Oh, interesting. Way back when. Yeah. Hmm. They all tasted the same anyway. So <laughs> that show I was I probably told you about before, Brew Dogs. Mm-hmm. They do that where they'll they take craft beer and they give it to people that don't normally drink it. Mm. And then they talk about it if they like it or not. Kind of they like, have to be like people that don't have an untapped account 
Oh, know? like just like my wife, like somebody mm-hmm. off the street. Yep. Right. That and that's what wouldn't... they do. They go up to a busy street corner and they mm-hmm. pour some out and like, you know, here you go. What do you think of this? Mm. And then they they record it and talk. I'm about telling it. you, we can get some people in the office who aren't craft beer drinkers sure. and yep. do the same thing. I, I be, think that's a good idea. It'd be kind of fun. Don't Done. steal our ideas. Done. Mm. Well, we stole theirs, but they'll never oh, find exactly. out. Exactly. Okay. Sorry, Pepsi <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> yep. That was in the 80s, so it doesn't really matter. Yep. So. All right, Mike Holmes, thank you so much for bringing us this Yeah, beer. these were amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. This was, uh, this was really good. I'll be at your house at about 5 o'clock tonight <laughs> to drink the rest of them. Sounds good. Okay. We have plenty. All right, there wow. you go. So. Plenty. Yeah, I, I like it. That's, man. That's a strong word God, around we, Rich and Brian. That I is know. true. <laughs> it sounds like a challenge <laughs> we to have, Rich. Brian, we've drank some really good beers here. That's Yeah, we have. I mean, just off that list I read, right? Mm-hmm. So the top 15, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the 15 just wow. in these episodes. Which, and by the way... That Wanapoo that's on there? Yeah. What what number are they from three. Cigar City? They're three. three. I've got three bottles at home. I mean, this guy's showing off See? now. Showing off. Just thinking future episodes. We've got some good stuff coming up. I don't want to tease too much, but... Uh, Ooh, I like getting teased. Yeah. Tease me. What's going on? Here we go. Recruiter Eric Scheid's going to join us here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to do the Tech 9 beer. Tech no. Oh, Boulevard. Oh, yeah. From Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. So, little known fact, Eric Scheid, recruiter Eric Scheid, actually opened for Tech 9 when he came to town years ago, Eric was a is a uh, up and coming rapper. Titus Young, right? Titus Hustle, Hustle, Titus Hustle. Yes. Well, you so, can see Titus wow. Hustle dropped some Old Town Road bars on. He sure did the healthcare, yeah. the Atlas Music Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Healthcare Travelers Music Club. Dolan. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hosted by. Brian Peterson. Yeah, Dolan. There you go. We also have four weeks worth of Oktoberfests coming up, too. I love Oktoberfest beers. It's so weird because they're so malty, and yet you don't like West Coast IPAs. It doesn't make no sense to me. We're going to get into it, I think. I think so. All right. We will. So good stuff coming up here towards the end of the year for a beer with Atlas. Thanks again. Hey, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.